Let's try that. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, this is episode, is it eight or nine now from the midlife Jeez, Kevin, where, where have I been? Where have I, I, been? I think we're on six. <laughs> on six. All right. Thank okay. goodness. We're getting close. We're getting close. We need to get seven. to eight. Yeah, eight is the, is the magic it. number. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing my own solo solo episodes. Well, welcome to Midlife Crisis, um, where we discuss, um, you know, the challenges and the the thrills of running a a, a SaaS, a bootstrapped SaaS. I will kind of call it for now. I don't think any of us are funded. And um, how was your Christmas to both you and Jeff, uh, Jeff and, and Steve? How were how was your Christmas? We just we're on uh, one day after, so. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. It was, it was good, you know, uneventful. I think, uh, yeah, as Jeff was saying, we've had a, a record high, which was really nice that it was warm, but it was also kind of rainy. So, like, you can't do too much. I mean, you could go out with the umbrella, but it would have been cooler if it was sunny. But can't complain. No shoveling, but there probably would have been a lot of snow. Yeah, it's the most about you, easy Jeff? to handle form of water. <laughs> yeah uh do you guys have a bunch of snow just on the ground though kind of ready and waiting or is it so far it's been dry not this year oh, good. wasn't okay. a white christmas i mean usually it's yeah. a white christmas yeah it's it's brown grass okay all right same with me i'm i mean I'm kind of... not totally brown i mean it's just it's not covered by uh by snow right now which is normal so. okay yeah so january is when maybe you'll start to get a little bit we'll see yeah. or maybe not like it'd be cool mm. if it just kind of we get to May and we you haven't know, got much snow. If it's El Nino or La Nina, <laughs> either one is just, take it. just fine. I think, you know. Okay. I'm I'm kind of waiting for some snow. I, there's a, uh, we have moved kind of closer for this year uh, to kind of a house that, that is near a ski place within about an hour or so. That's yeah. um, kind of a bit of a motivation. I want to try it. I'm not a big skier, but um the house that we're renting has some snowboards in there, and I was like, "Hey, let's uh, get those out, oh. get those off." And oh, yeah. Do you have a snowmobile? Like, no. You have like your wife pull you? <laughs> I could try that. I should rent one for that. There, there's a big difference between um, falling on skis and falling mm. on a snowboard. Yeah, it'll it'll take you. <laughs> Snowboarding is a gritty sport. I'll just say because mm -hmm. learning it, you fall a lot and. Yeah, that that investment in pain, um, yeah. it takes a while for people to stick with it a season, and if they do, the next season is guaranteed to be much more fun. But um, it does first season fun. is, it's an investment to get good at snowboarding, and then, um, yeah, I mean, reasonable at snowboarding. I think it takes about a year. I personally have only heard this from, you know seasoned pros of, of snowboarding you know both skiers and snowboarders it, it takes a while to make that tra transition uh but worth the investment lots of people really enjoy the snowboarding so me i'm worried you're gonna blow out a knee <laughs> that'd be it one fall and i'd be done that sounds uh that sounds exciting i mean i'm i've tried it once i enjoyed i think i did enjoy snowboarding at the end but it took me quite a while to kind of get used to it so now do you guys have a, some decent um slopes up where you are that you can drive to lindsey vaughn trained here you know uh you know buck hill is okay here, so. yeah there, there's a couple really really close to us i mean probably within 15 
15 minutes or so. But let, let's Do they be, make let's, snow? Let's be clear. Where you're at? It's called Buck Hill for a reason because it's, you know, it's by no means a uh, an alpine. A Squaw place. Valley. Okay, got it. Or like, a, yeah, alpine. Makes sense. You're not going down a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more like, hey, look at that giant hill. <laughs> Well, I can say that I was um, a little bit. Um, I'm I'm kind of at this moment. Maybe you guys can relate a bit. Uh, non activity with business is pretty much stagnant. I'm kind of just in holiday mode. Um, basically, was enjoying doing nothing yesterday. I thought I should do some stuff, but I maybe I even planned to pick up, you know, open my laptop, but but nothing really happened. What about you guys? Do you have any guilt from that? Like I, I made <laughs> six commits to my repo yesterday. Nice. I cleaned up some of the UI a little bit. And actually it was mostly probably from like midnight to 3 a.m. or so. Um, but I was a otherwise, 11. <laughs> uh, man. Had a great evening of sleep. Um, and yeah, I think I needed that. I think I needed to catch up. I spent, I don't know, like we, we spoke last week and um, – you know, there was a lot to get done, a lot to get, um, you know, put in place so that you can. Yeah. So you stayed out of work. Um, I did get focused Friday on off. personal. I did have, uh, I did have the uh, wherewithal to um, have some meetings rescheduled um, until this week or next week. And um, honestly, I, I haven't, um, I haven't, I guess I haven't taken much time off this holiday, which is very atypical it's not it is not usual for me usually i'm taking the last two weeks um you know of the year off um including christmas just to kind of give yourself a chance to refill reset re refocus a bit and so i'm trying to do well, what about you or i'm gonna say what about you kevin like do you take do you officially take time off or are you kind of like maybe i'll take no. time off it does. That? It seems to me like it, besides this is sort of the first time we've done an actual like let's have a holiday and I'm not working or doing much. I mean, I, I usually on the day of I really won't just kind of out of uh, the spirit of, of Christmas, the spirit of what a holiday. Um, but if it's most of the time before and after, I'm just you know I'm working. I'm I'm taking meetings. I have a meeting. I did have a meeting yesterday that I canceled. And I was like, yeah, I don't really feel like it. So I just canceled it with my, oh, one of my wow. assistants. Okay. But it wasn't like an important client meeting or something, anything like that. Today I have a few, I have a developer meeting later on. I have a meeting with my support person. So I'm just kind of back in the swing of things. But I am trying to just appreciate, you know, um, the, the holiday. If there's an event, I'll probably go to it or something like that. But yeah, it's just keep working through it. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jim Rohn, yeah. Jim Rohn always said. Don't miss anything. I'm yeah, and I talking yeah, about, you know, family and good you know, good point. How to how to balance between? He just mm -hmm. said, you know, he just put it simply, you know, don't miss anything. Um, you know, it, it's not one of those things that's worth it as you start to add up regrets and things like that. And believe me, there's a reason he's saying it because you will you'll miss things, but yeah. it's not worth that that grief, the investment, right, uh, for the family if you've chosen to invest. It's you know, it's, it's a good point. And I think you have to find, um, it's, it's for me, I find kind of like um, that I'm, because I, I think if I had an office I was going to, or if I, you know, my, my, actually my friend works from home, so he's on meetings all day. 
Um, and so I, I kind of find a little bit more like that, like I'm a remote, maybe more of a remote type of worker. Um, and I'm trying to, I feel like I'm guilty more when I'm not working because I'm spending <laughs> so much time at home. Like I just find by default, like I'm called right. to do work because I oh, make breakfast do this. So I'm, I'm finding I'm getting plenty of that, but, but we'll see, because like you say, it may not be quality. It may not, it just may be quantity, but not, am I present for that? And that's the kind of stuff I think about it. Am I being present right now with my kids or am I just on autopilot? Am I like a robot? You know. Well, yeah, uh, if you can about... be present, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, being present, I, I think that's the probably the most important thing. I mean, even like even last night, you know, my son he got this weird rocket launcher toy, really interesting thing, and like you jump on it and it shoots up. I mean, and like we, I don't know, we must have played with it for like an hour, just like sitting there, and then we, we could like stack the rockets and like stuck this animal on it and like launch the animal like i'm just i don't know nice. so i think just being present versus just like like i could sit out there with my laptop but then am i really spending time with right. or even even like watching a movie or something right so like being able to like because I, I don't think you get those those moments back right i mean we can we'll have all the time we want in 20 years totally but you know and today, i think like, yeah. yeah i remember my my father being i just was telling my wife today i was like you know he 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 was stressed at work all the time. And when he would come home, he would either be, you know, they would either be watching TV or he would be just kind of de-stressing. And, and I don't blame him at all, but I do think that, you know, he was just trying his best to kind of keep everything afloat. And, um, mm -hmm. and there were times as a kid where I just like, I, I didn't feel connected to him. So I, I haven't, I do try with, I'm trying to be conscious of that. Um, Jeff sounds like you, you had a, at least enough wisdom early on to to know not to do that. <laughs> well, um, I've been really lucky to be around strong, you know, characters, and um, only later in life did I start to read about this wisdom, and then um, having that connection. It's like, yeah, that's that's congruous. That right. That's the example I saw. I just didn't have the words for it. Now I do, and so. I guess I'm trying to pour that into um, you know, as many people as I can. Um, nice. you know, thing, things that just seem to ring true and resonate. Um, it's a pretty good litmus test, you know. So I'm, I'm doing a lot. I hang out with people like you and Steve, you know. Very and cool. Us bouncing this kind of uh, headspace off of each other is important. I think you said it though. Trying to be mindful. Well, the fact that we're talking about it and thinking mm -hmm. about it. Certainly, you are, um, you know, in the right space to be able to catch yourself in those moments and and make them a bit more real, or make right. you know at least you aware. Hey, I need to be more present. I need to put this down because that's important. The memories you will come to cherish are the ones where mm -hmm. you did take a moment to yeah uh, to put something down. Um, you know, my kids are grown now, but he here here's a here's a test for you. If when they come to the point when they're in, you know, study abroad for university and they invite you to go on spring break with them, you know, you've done something. Right. Yeah, good point. So um, I just hope that, uh, you know, I hope that, you know, the people I see raising families, you and Steve. Um, yeah, I, the more I can pour into that attitude and adjustment to make sure you're not missing these things, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's an amazing thing to be able to have a, mm -hmm. an inventory 
of fantastic moments to anchor to because as you experience successes, sharing that, um, you know, getting getting that feedback and then being able to share and yeah. move things forward, those experiences when you are in that moment of success, being able to share that with that family around you. Wow, it makes for a pretty Do you journal that or like keep track of it to go back and just kind of remember like some of those some of those moments so you like so one you you remember them but then two uh, like also I mean just if you're maybe not feeling I don't know but not feeling it or like you're not doing enough like do you ever then go back and just kind of say like you know we got to do this we got to do that we did that and like you know just keep track of it somehow do I do that I, I personally either need, of you like I, yeah I personally need to do more of that but I certainly catalog those events and uh hmm you know, have my family to reflect with me. Uh, my mom is getting older. So, um, you know, just spending some holiday time with her, you know, kind of hearing again, some of the same stories and then some nuances and either the change, you know, those changes are just to add yeah. more flair and interest, or there's some new tidbit of fact, uh, you know, factoid or um, uh, something funny that now you nice. can uh, continue to refine that story. And then, with your family around you, those things uh, then will tie you together in the future um, and tie you together to other people as you relate those mm. stories. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do any journaling and I probably should. I, I, uh, but that's, but I also know myself and I know it's not likely to happen anytime soon. This is probably, you know, even just having the, the discipline to get on a podcast every week and, you know, update and that stuff. That'll probably be a kind of a nice record down the road. I've, I've found uh, in past podcasts I've done kind of like, oh, that's when I was doing that. And that's when I was in that part of my life. Um, right. But it is it is a good point. I mean, you, to be able to, to look back and um, today we spent, which was kind of nice this morning, we actually, for whatever reason, the kids wanted to see pictures. They were going through the phone. So I was like, let me just throw up a slideshow, see if I can get um, – one of these AI kind of generated slideshows from Google or Apple. Apple does a better job, by the way. Um, and it was fun. Yeah. We just kind of looked at all these different events and the kids' lives and um, even some between my wife and I before kids. And it, that was quite, you know, it was kind of the throwback to the old um, uh, literal slideshow where you'd get the projector and all that kind of stuff. And my parents yeah. used to do to, did a few of those in the 90s and stuff. And it was sweet kind of experiencing that or showing the kids that experience. So that's Nice to nice that our technology is sort of documenting things for us because it's kind of amazing when you go and look and you're like, you have all these photos, but if you haven't like taken the time as a family to go look at it, it really is quite a, an experience. It's like, it is like watching a movie. It's quite. Wow. And the catalog of experiences. So the digital catalog of our experiences now, they, they're so much closer together than the catalog right. of experiences that you know, our parents captured in film or non-digital media and things like that. Um, maybe that left, you know, in, in music you hear, you know, that it's very important, not only the notes that you play, but the space that you leave between them so you can interpret it, um, you know, much better with that. You know, there, there's something to that. This analog nature of capturing those, those memories, those moments, those uh, encounters with the space between maybe it leaves a lot more room to fill in the blanks or to fill in those stories. Yeah. Maybe that's why the stories change, you know, you know, right, they're, right, they're right. rooted in one picture of context versus. Uh, you know, it's, 
it's interesting i so when i was in my 20s i one of my jobs was running a dormitory and um it was one year i remember i'll never forget so i was just looking at my pictures that is why i'm reminded of this in my google pictures so one year i i talked to the janitor there he's been there for 30 years and he says oh would you like to see some old pictures from this dormitory and so he pulls out this box Okay, and, not people in the dormitory, right? Because well, that... <laughs> it was well, no, I mean it was them, but it was it was some sort of box that had been left. He he hadn't even been the one to collect all these, but somehow they had collected all these pictures from the '60s. And there's pictures of the dormitory having events, and pictures of the students in the parade in downtown. Which the downtown at the time I was there was like dangerous, <laughs> but at the time in the '60s it was nice, and there was all this stuff, and all these people taking all these pictures. And so I ended up scanning them all. So I still have these in my Google photo album. Wow. So sometimes I look at them and I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Um, but it is interesting how I'm sure many of them are dead. Yeah. Uh, probably a good amount of them. <laughs> the sixties. Um, and, and even those who are alive, I mean, these are their memories that I happen to have that they don't even have. And it's very interesting to to just realize how fle it just kind of reminds you like how fleeting these moments are, but they're in the moment they're incredible. So it is, it is something that you know does remind me just of how important. Like you guys are all saying, like we, this is a good time. It'd be the holidays is a good time to kind of reflect, remember what are we doing all this for? We're always working towards something. And I can think about this with like the SAS, I often ask myself, what am I building the SAS for? What am I, why am I trying to get this thing off the ground? There's a part of it that honestly is a chip out of my shoulder that I'm just trying to like prove myself to the world. I don't know why. Um, but there's a part of it that is, pa there's passion there, but there's, and there's part of it. I think that you even said at one point, Jeff is you want to model something for your kids. There's that aspect. So there's a lot of different reasons, but, it, but at the same time, we still have to always check in and think, well, is is it is the motivation for doing this still there? Is there still a reason for me bothering? Right. Me? Um, have you guys thought about that recently in terms of like what, you know, what you want this to be for you? Um, is I think we've asked I've asked a few of you guys this before, but I'm just curious if you have any um, recent thoughts about it. Yeah, I think I've been going through. I don't know. So, I went through like so i've been journaling ever since jeff got me into it probably like for eight years now nice. and I, I noticed on christmas or christmas eve it was the last christmas that i had with my grandma and i kind of wrote about it like i should spend more time with her or whatever like learn all these things and it just made me realize like crap like i haven't been doing more things with like with the older people in my family because like how many how many more christmases am i going to get how many more whatever right so I think for me, that leads into, I want to have the freedom to one, make those experiences and like give those people in my family that may not be going to be around forever, right? Like just give them experiences, right? Spend more time with them, do more things with them, even get the kids to be more involved with, with some of that stuff, right? And so I think it is more about like connection. And I, I think I was telling Jeff earlier today, my my theme for this year is just going to be alignment, right? Like what, like doing things, because a lot of times I, I can get, you know, what is it, shiny object syndrome or whatever, where you just go off into different things. And it's not that they're not fun, but like, where am I spending my time? And if it's on something that I love, 
or with somebody I love, then I think that's that's kind of the criteria, right? So it has to be doing something that helps me along or helps somebody else. Okay, along. so getting aligned with that, or when you say year of alignment, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, think about okay, the direction you're headed in, um, you know, alignment. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's both, right? So or, or I, between I people, be... or between idea you know alignment between two yeah guys. so i want everything to kind of work more together right so even for example i'd love to get out of e-commerce but right now it's it's still a it's still something and, and so until we either yeah so until we sell the business or we, we we end up making enough money where it doesn't matter that we don't need that yeah then it's it's still there right so just thinking about like the things that you're working on where do they fit and so for like a SAS and even kind of my day job, like those things, they all, they all align with stuff that I like to do and kind of stuff that helps me grow that I'm passionate about. And so that works. And then at the same time, some of the other stuff that I do, you know, it's not as exciting. It's not as fun. And so I try to do less of that. And then, you know, being more with my family, being more with friends, all of that, like building those relationships, because I think that that's, what's going to matter. Right. Is having that time, you know, I'm not going to remember, I guess, if I didn't or didn't or did add some feature over Christmas, but I'm going to remember nice. like the the stuff my son did or, or whatever. So it, I think it's just about getting all of that, all of that direction headed kind of in the same place and stop like rowing in one, one direction as opposed to rowing all over the place. Right. And then I think that, and there that's going to also compound the progress. Yep. So if you're focused on something, do it every day, you know, over the course of this next year, I think if I go back to even today from a year from now, I'm, I guess I'm planning to have deeper relationships and, and much more focus on the things that I'm doing. And actually I'm hoping to be doing less of the things that mm. aren't inspiring and more of the things that are and having more time and better connections with people. You'll be in a different place, that's for sure. If you have alignment and progress, you're gonna move. You're yeah. gonna change. You're gonna be uh, different. You're gonna see different things. Um, for sure. Well, it's cool because, uh, well, since it's making me think too. I have. I, we also have a business that pays a lot of the bills still, and <laughs> we've been doing it for a long time, probably ten years now. It's been a great business. I'm super thankful for it, and and yet. Um, you know, we're doing other businesses because it's maybe not the most, you know, it's, it's, it's rather repetitive. And so it's a process where, um, and it requires a lot of, um, it, it requires a lot of our presence and our attention, even, you know, it's not like one of these businesses where you can just, pa you know, passively run it very easily. Uh, it sounds like that might be similar to the e-commerce thing. And, and one thing that my wife and I were talking about recently was like, okay, well, we need to build this business kind of back. It's kind of it's kind of reduced in revenue the past couple of years. We do need to bring it back, but if we do bring it back, be, bringing it back means more, more revenue means more work. <laughs> yeah, so more how do time. we do it in a way that we bring it back either with more passively, which is hard, or we talked about like, let's bring it back with the goal to sell it, you know, to get it out of our hands. And, and how do we, yeah, how does that sense. look? What does that look like? So it is interesting because it's, it's become this thing that's just there it's one of those things where you can get stuck with it, where it's not really moving forward, but it's not getting, you know, diminishing in your life. And it's just kind of, 
you know, it takes up space. Right. And so it's, I, I like the idea of this focus on alignment. What, what is it that you want? And then what are the actions? Um, you know, you know, you could look at the same thing. You could look at a lot of people would love to buy a successful e-commerce business or a, a varying different successes. So that's one option or, or is there a way to run it more passively so that you are less consumed by yeah. it? That? Yeah. The delegation, I, I think so. Like, what is it that Tim Ferriss says? Like, um, innovate, eliminate, or delegate. Yeah. Right. Good point. And so some of it is, I don't know, a lot of it is, I'll say kind of automated. Like, I mean, we do have people, we do have people like prepping the products and stuff to send in, but I still handle all the, mm. all the shipments. And then from our, from our online stores, I still, I, I still do all that by hand, right? I go on a ship station or I create all the, all the stuff. And I think we could automate that, but it's just, but even the process it's not like a, could be taught to someone else. If it, it could, it's just, it's not a ton of time for me, but it is like, if I have a bunch of things going on, it's just another thing that I'm like, Oh crap. You know, it's, it's midnight. I forgot to right. get all these labels made and then order, you know, schedule a couple pickups or whatever. Right. So it's. And I think there's this, also this notion that like only I can do this or it's not worth me letting someone else do it. Um, I, I found with one of my, like I actually teach a course in like interviewing, for instance. And one of the things that I realized for, for a long time, I was the one, I'm the teacher. So I was like, well, I have to do all the, and, and the course comes with like a one-on-one -on -one session. So I was doing all the sessions for years. And I remember just one year I was burnt out. I'd done so many. And I just thought I can't be the only one that can do this. So I brought in somebody, they had had experience actually better than me. Um, oh, awesome. More experience than me at this. And I was like, Okay, let's try them. And they were teaching me things during the and I was like, wow, this is incredible. And now they've they've run the whole thing. And and um so that that was another kind of a humbling experience where I really thought, I can't replace me. I'm the instructor. <laughs> I'm the big, you know, I'm right. the big shot here. Um But how so much is, love do you, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Don't don't they warn aren't there warnings? <laughs> Somewhere like yeah. don't fall in love with this, you know. Right. Be be to to steve's word you know alignment be aligned with you know is this what is this for right yeah and, um, and even just the mental think about the mental weight of oh i've got you know 50 ship shipping labels i need to do this week and it's like there. just even if it takes 10 minutes it's like but i gotta do it and i don't want to open that laptop right now and is this sort of yeah. like, wouldn't it be nice to have someone else, you know, maybe in the Philippines or whatever, just pumping those out for you? Um, and so, you know, that's, that's the stuff that I think I, and I, I say that not with like, oh, do what I've done. I've done it. Okay. So I gave one example where I did it, but there's plenty of examples where I'm still doing it <laughs> manually. And I'm not, well, and I think we, we still do that a lot. Yeah. Right. right so, like even your, your marketing and your kind of mm -hmm. SEO stuff, right? I mean, right. you're totally, it's still. So it's almost like, again, like what, what do you love to do in your business? Because if you love to do the teaching and all the one-on-one -on -one stuff, yeah. then, then, sure, then that's perfect. But, and then there's also kind of that concept of like, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. Like I'm, I'm really good at cleaning windows. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I would arguably call myself one of the best. I can change my oil like nobody else but is it really where I should spend my time? Right. right. Like, and if you were on a farm in the 1920s, yeah, maybe that is a good, you know, use of yeah, your time yeah. to have that. Those skills would be used very useful, but in our day and age where you can, you might be better served having someone else do it. And 
you might create more value for people and your for your yourself and others by doing something you know more useful. Well, yeah, you can work from the dealership, right? While they're changing your oil, like you're exactly you're fixing code or answering customer emails or or whatever, right? You're totally. you're adding more value while adding value. I guess, like yeah, it's it's almost mm -hmm. exponential, right? Like I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. So in that line, like we're I did, helping other people. Yeah, totally. Uh, I am excited that I I asked my QA guy because I think I mentioned last time that I'm reducing costs for our business, and that was another thing is like I realized that what's stressing me out. I think I mentioned this, but what's stressing me out most about this business is the high run rate. It's costing more than it is making, and that is a stressful because I think well, this is thousands of dollars a year that I could be throwing into our retirement or our kids, you know, college fund. Yeah. And that's stressful. So I've, I think for this year, kind of in talking about alignment, my alignment is to, to reduce costs to the point where I'm less stressed. I can, if I can basically only be losing about 500 bucks a month instead of, I think right now I'm losing 15, uh, I'm thinking about 2000 a month. The plan I is can not bring to lose that any, down. right? Yeah, the plan is not to lose any, absolutely. But if I can slow down, if I can reduce costs in areas where we can still grow, but grow, maybe, maybe grow at a slower pace, and you know what? What's the cost of that to grow at a slower pace? I guess just FOMO. Like, because I was just like, for me, if we grow Time. at a slower pace, I could, I'll be less, probably be a little less stressed because I'm like, all right, we're taking our time, whatever. And I will enjoy it more. I won't be stressed about the money that I'm losing. And I can actually have more fun with the business. If I have more fun with the business, I'm more likely to make better decisions. I'm more likely to focus on the right things. I'm more likely to please customers more. And I think overall, for me as a bootstrapper, this is going to be a, pos a more positive. Uh, Are you in a hurry? Well, I'm only in a hurry when I listen to a bunch of people that say, "If you're SaaS, I think I mentioned this. If your SaaS isn't X Y Z at this point, right? If you right. haven't hockey sticked in the yeah, first six exactly. months, right? You better shut it down. So, if I, so I'm not in a hurry really. Um, I do know that this is sort of like I can't. The other thing too is I can't really think of anything else I'm going to do after this. Like I've always done little businesses here and there. I think uh, Steve, you mentioned that too. You kind of started many little, you know, like serial entrepreneurship, many startups. I I got nothing up my sleeve after this. Like this is, <laughs> I don't have any more ideas. I don't want to have any more ideas. So this is sort of like I'm even if it took another five years, I'd rather just get it. Okay. Throw it well, throw it in there. You know. I think it was a real. You know, it's a real question. Are you in a hurry? Um, people, you want to do this fast, or you want to do it right. You know, right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you are less stressed and have more joy, but it's over a longer period of time, if you're clearly identifying where the joy points are in that process and you are satiated so that you don't have to feel like you need to hurry, what's wrong with that? I love it. I love what's, it. what's wrong with that? You're oh. growing. You can point to the growth. Yeah. If you want to get more stressful or if you want to delegate, mm -hmm. elevate, or eliminate in order to make that balance, I, I think being excited and intrigued because you're learning. Here's what I find. You go too fast. You will learn a ton and you'll remember very little. Yeah, good point. Because That's of the stress. Point of that compression of time. Um, so that's when you savor things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, I think uh, being able to savor it and really process it more, yeah, appreciate it more, 
it'll mean more, it'll stick more, you'll use it more in the future. Um, I totally. Know. Yeah, I love it. And I and I and just that idea makes me in, like excited again. You know, versus if I'm stressed and think I should have been if if I beat myself up and say this should have been you know, hockey sticking not last year. What the F is wrong with me? If I yeah, go into yeah. that mode, the whole thing starts to fall apart. It's less fun. I, I kind of start to resist it. I procrastinate. And so the luxury of being able to bootstrap is that you don't have the VC or the angel investor breathing down your throat or emailing you every five minutes saying, how's it going? How's it going? Try this, try that. And that's nice. I mean, it's like a boss, um, yet another boss, right? And so why not? If this is my great, if this is a great situation, why not craft and tweak things so that I can enjoy it more? If this is what it's about, you know, instead, again, this is why I'm asking myself, is this for some grand, you know, pot of gold at the end, or is this for me to enjoy the journey? Yeah. Well, I'd right. rather. Are you trying to get the to the billion dollar valuation? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm really not. I actually, honestly, I just, I think uh, Rob Walling said one time, I didn't, he said something like, I didn't build any of these products because I wanted to get rich. I just built it because I enjoyed building things. Yeah. And, you know, he got rich in the process. Great. But he, that wasn't his initial motivation. Well, and I think that's the the secret, right? And I think you're, you're trying to like get that back where, you know, you're not, you're probably not trying to get, you know, rich off this or make something huge. It's just, you like it and you can help people. It's kind of fun. Right. And right, so right. working through those, working through those angles, it's going to be a lot easier because you're not going to get burned out. And I think the benefit to having VCs would be that sure, they're going to be pushing you, but then also the benefit to not having them is, you know, at that point, it's just you, you're going to be your worst VC right. or your worst, your worst backer. So if you're setting expectations based on what other people are doing or, or, or what they're not doing and trying to like, again sure. it's all that comparison stuff right like if you're trying to to say like well i geez i should have been at eight figures by now but crap i'm not so i something must right. be wrong but i have 100 percent renewals or i have mm -hmm. you know or something like that nobody's canceled mm -hmm. well i'd say you're doing something right mm -hmm. um you know there are different ways or different lenses or different perspectives around even yeah, what's your definition of success right yeah. And also as a, you know, again, the, the title of the podcast, I'm in my midlife right now. If I was in my 20s, it would be a great time to take on a bunch of money and please a bunch of investors and, and make a lot of money, I'm sure. Um, unfortunately, I got going a little later. <laughs> in my 20s, I was like, <laughs> this is not yeah. on my radar. I was doing you websites for people. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is where I'm at. And I, yeah, to sign myself up for an immense amount of stress at this point in my life. No, thanks. I <laughs> got no interest in that. So, I mean, it's that to me, it's like a kind of a, again with the alignment thing. I love that concept because it's either got to be fun or I'm not going to bother. I'm just, I'll find something else to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Rob says something in one of his books. It might even be in the SAS playbook where, um, and I, while I try to like embrace it, I actually maybe forgot a little bit what it was, hmm. but the, the concept was that, there's nothing wrong with like, if you like playing a game or if you like, I don't know, playing with your kids. But his point was what you're doing, you should actually like it. So if mm. you're just like browsing the internet mindlessly, there's nothing wrong with that. If you really like to just browse the internet mindlessly, but if you don't, then just, you know, it, it's either kind yeah. of looking at, you know, whatever you're doing, where's your next task, what's going to move you forward. And is this something you like? And so if right. you like doing it, do it. 
if you don't and you're just doing it mindlessly killing time like don't do it yeah right? makes sense um i like i said i'm excited about this year in terms of learning a lot about it, marketing marketing is SaaS because it's something that i've i've kind of like you know basically i've sort of passed with a c at this point i haven't really you know learned the fundamentals to play an a game with that and so that'll be kind of fun what about you guys um in terms of anything you want to learn this year uh hone your skills on uh regarding um and it's business or not but just in general yeah i think marketing i i have a bunch of ideas i i I've done a lot from an e-commerce angle, but not quite a SaaS. Mm. And so that's a, so I think I'm I'm hoping to learn a lot from you, Kevin, with your, with your journey on some of this, guy. I think what we'll be doing will probably intersect a lot with mm -hmm. how we're, we're trying to advertise our stuff. Um, so I think that's a big one. And then, yeah, just figuring out, you know, what can I do less of, of the things that I don't like? And what can I do more of the things I love? And obviously like it, get a bunch of customers, have a bunch of people and go from there. How about you, Jeff? I think it's about to get real. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm changing a lot of things that I'm uh, focusing on and doing. Uh, this next year for me is going to be some changes both in the, the daytime job probably and, hmm. uh, and certainly in those kind of commitments to things that I want to see move forward like a SAS or having a MVP get out the door in the next quarter and um, mm. things like that. I feel, you know, on the marketing thing, ever since you started talking about, ah, oh, marketing. Well, I'm like, okay, well, what, what do I know about marketing? I'm, certainly we talk about the Russell Brunson stuff in terms of e-commerce and, you know, funnels and all of that. Um, I work with a lot of marketing people. Um, I kind of feel like I have a knack for the marketing, certainly the uh, pithy quotes and, you know, uh, energy related, you know, one liners and things. Um, and I do pretty well with, you know, music. So, you know, writing lyrics and things mm. like that has always been kind of uh, something that I've been pretty good at. So I think the marketing side from a slogan or forum uh, or from, you know, text or something and I can identify things that I like. Um, I don't think it'll be too difficult from a conceptualizing how to market something, how to make something catchy, um, how to intrigue people uh, enough to make them click. You know. Cool. Um, but I think you know the actual practice of it, what the tools are, um, and certainly within the SaaS mindset and framework. There's plenty of SaaSes for those that are building SaaSes, um, you know, subscription to this, to mail handling, to, you know, and all the variations therein. And we're about to get probably bombarded with a whole bunch of new tools that are AI, you know, right. enabled in some fancy way, shape or form. Um, the pragmatic in me will probably take a step back and wait for the, you know, the dust to settle a little bit. I'm not talking years here, but, um, you know, the hype cycle, I want that to burn through just a little bit, having, uh, you know, lived through technology and, and the increase, you see the big hype cycle, and then you see the real story 
mm. come just a little bit afterwards, just like any news story. In fact, sure. you know, wait a couple of days, the rest of the story comes out. Um, so I'm really excited because, wow, I like to learn new things and I like to be um, proficient at them. Um, but uh, I don't necessarily need to know everything to get going. Um, I think that often holds a lot of people back. Um, so I'm, you know, that's that's my goal. Learn a lot of new stuff. Mm -hmm. Try something. Um, I, you know, I was talking to Steve. We'd rather shoot for you know, shoot for the astronomic heights so that even your failure is yeah. well above what other buddy you know anybody else will do. Um, I feel like that's uh, kind of how. Kind of how that's wise. Wired. Anyway, so well, well it's not ours. We uh, we are the great consumers. <laughs> quotes from the ages. There you go. So. Um, any um, I I like what you say about the AI hype cycle and how that will affect things. Um, a bunch of stuff coming out real quick with AI. Oh, did we mention? Exactly. Yeah, everything AI. has AI, right? Yeah, it's a check everything box. in yeah. just a little bit. Then we will hear because people will start using all these things. And the Reddit effect will happen. You know, there will be an upvote for the top three or top mm -hmm. five. And um, it's really all about the features. So mm -hmm. show us some innovative features. Um, you know, leverage AI in, in a way that, holy crap, nobody thought of that yet. Um, and put it to yeah. use. So they can yeah, original concepts. our frictions. Let's go. I think, and I think I, when I met up with, um, so I went to MicroConf and I, it was April. I don't know if you y'all went, um, but it was a. Is that meant, an invite only thing? Well, you pay, just pay. That's not an invite. <laughs> um, I did hand, happen to run into Rob for a minute. I had a quick chat, and I just, what do you think about all this AI stuff? I'm because I was kind of freaking out about it. Like, oh, this is overwhelming. I was at the point where I was like, okay, SaaS is dead. AI can probably whip up a personalized SaaS in <laughs> ten minutes or something. Um, thankfully, I was wrong, but. The he mentioned I, I don't know if he said it there to me or if this is one of the videos I watched afterwards. Maybe it was a video, but he the impression I got that he said was in terms of SaaS, AI will not likely it's you know, there will be a lot of AI products and who knows how successful those will be, whether those will be, you know, um massively successful or not. Probably will fall into the hype cycle, kind of what you're talking about, Jeff. Like there will be a lot of pets.com at the beginning all based on AI, AI this, AI that. But what will be important is that all SaaSes adopt AI into their products. And will it give you, will it? Will that make you successful? Probably not. All it will really do is make you competitive and just basically able to keep up. So all the same- Well, and if you can leverage it. Right. Like, can, mm -hmm. Hey, that and some I, real human interaction. Um, you know, <laughs> I order something from First Form, I get a handwritten note Every time I order, every nice. time, yeah. Um, you know, if they got a robot doing that, it looks real. I mean, it it's. Um, but I have a feeling it's actually some people that That's really cool. deeply care about the customer yeah. experience enough to sit there and think of that time, cost, value, money. Like mm -hmm. somebody is handwriting a note, and I'm not just like, "Thanks for your order," you know, smiley face. I'm talking like. Hey, thanks a lot for order. Da, 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 da. Like, uh, you just gave me a good idea for a new startup. AI, uh, like an robot writing. Note. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, there actually are robot writing things. Like people would use those on Amazon. 
So one of the things I do when I get a handwritten letter, so like first form, I know it's real. And actually I got, I got an order the other day from them and there was a couple extra things in it. And I'm like, I didn't order this. Uh, and I was thinking like, man, they screwed up my order. And then I look, I'm like, wait, I got all my other stuff mm. and these things. So then I go to read the note. It's kind of a long one. So I, I put it off yeah. for a minute. Then I go to read it and, and they're like, oh, and because you're such a cool customer, or whatever, we threw in this and this and this. And I, I almost wanted to like send them an email and be like, hey, I'm sorry. I judged you. Like I thought you screwed <laughs> up my order like everybody else has been doing. But you can That's lick awesome. your finger and then try to like wipe it on the paper. Dude, because even in our like e-commerce stuff, like we'll we'll give a handwritten note for orders from our store. And so again, it, it does take a little bit of extra time, but I feel I don't know. And I'm even going to do that with like my customers. Like I'm going to give them handwritten notes. Right. I mean, that just, it's just something right to like show appreciation, but also like set you apart. Mm -hmm. So I think all of this with AI, especially we're going to get less close to the humans and depending on how, like what you're using the stuff for, yeah. like there's, I think a human and more importantly, a human that cares about the actual outcome of your product or your your experience is going to be even more important than yeah. than ever because we're now going to get to the point where everybody just assumes they're talking to a robot and and i think as long as you're transparent you can... about it you know i th i think um i just so i just uh added a ai bot to our support to, to our support chat on our site um that i found on AppSumo actually and uh, it was quite quite a good piece of software so far um you have to download the model are you running that model it's or a SaaS. This... okay so it's... and so it's it's their model actually what's cool yeah. about it is you can choose your model you can either use open ai and put what's in your the keys latency like if you know it's if it's customers hitting your site you're yeah AI to drive it and come back i mean is there any noticeable uh, delay it would not be any it would be faster than a person most likely so yeah, I'd say it's within. It's kind of like a little bit slower than OpenAI when you chat ChatGPT. I should say, I'd say it's probably another ten seconds. So it's it's slower, but it's not, you know, for me right now. When they when they before it was me, maybe responding, maybe not. So at least it's fat. At least it's better than me. Um, and what I and it does say I'm an AI bot. Um, I'll do my best. But if and then it says if you need help, say type the words talk to a human. And then it replaces that with a at with our actual chatbot. That's great, which is cool. So, but it is kind of like I felt like, well, I'm so bad about responding to these right now. I try my best, but I really miss a lot. So I'm I might as well give them an opportunity to find help, better self help than you know than what I can offer. So it just jumps into our it scans our knowledge base, um, and then you can kind of tweak it. You do you have to do a lot of tuning, and so I'm going to have my um, assistant do a lot of tuning based on past the history of the of what people have asked and improve the responses. Yeah. Um, but it is cool in the sense that you can upload um, like all of your conversations into an Excel sheet and it will scan everything, you know, and, and basically create, you know, responses off that. So it is, I, I'm not to go belabor, uh, belabor the point, but I think in general, AI can be more helpful in the customer side of things, but also like you're saying, Steve, it can be much more in uh, less, you know, net less connected. And so how do you kind of provide both? How do you let the AI maybe give you more time to provide better personalized? Well, and, and do what it's best at, right? Because if I get a question 
chances are, you know, depending on what it is, I'm gonna have to look at the code. Maybe I'm gonna have to Google right. something or I'm gonna have to go to AI and like give them my code and kind of help me work through what the problem is. I might have to set up a test environment to like mimic these things. And so if all of a sudden it can just start answering those things and then I can have more time to like quickly research, you know, ho hopefully it, it's done enough work to, to tell me what I need to, what I need to do versus, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's going to be way smarter than me in those things It just won't have the empathy that I have. And so that's, right. so I think that's the cool part is being able to, like you were saying, like free up to, to be more human and then let, let, let AI do what it's good at, right? Like it's, it's good at taking a whole bunch of data and making sense of it sure. like really quick as opposed to us slower humans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Accuracy I mean, is still, you know, something that they're actually, shooting. Yeah, for. I know. Hallucination. Yeah. There were a couple of times where I was like, ah, that's not true. <laughs> but, uh, but I did find in my data where it got better. So there was one blog post that had pricing of another competitor and I had given it all my blogs. Hey, I read all the blogs. Well, the problem is when I asked how much the price was of our product, it gave me the competitor's price because it just found a price <laughs> in my blogs. And I was like, okay. Right. So now, I, so that's the tweaking part where, they, where you do have to do some human work and actually uh, tune it. So anyway. Well, um, when you corrected yeah. it to say, did it say, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. I get that all the I'm time, so sorry. you know. I'm like, really? Are you sorry? I don't know. If you you skipped several steps, obviously. <laughs> Aren't you forgetting yeah. this one? Oh, yes, you're right. Sorry about or it's that. It's worse when it actually says, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. And then yeah, it gives you yeah, the exact yeah. same answer again. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I just want to answer back just like the old classic movie. You know? <laughs> oh, you fool. You've killed us all. You know, right. like, good thing I didn't. Yeah, it wants you to argue with it. Like, or, or I guess I've, I've stopped arguing with it just because then it takes up my Mm, my content. tokens or whatever tokens, yeah. so th so then like literally like i i think you only get like 30 messages every i don't mm. know like 90 minutes or three hours mm. or something weird and so <clears throat> i used to hit that a lot and i think most of it was i was just trying to argue in my chat like <laughs> this is wrong you you told me to do this but then now you're saying to do that they contradict each other and then after I did this, then you told me again to do the thing you just told me not to. Right. So what I found is I just just start a new chat, and it's usually a lot better. Hmm. Huh. I have a question with the, since you guys are much co more coding uh, uh, centered than I am. So are you, have you implemented um, Copilot into your Visual? Uh, yeah, I've been using Copilot probably visual for like ever, okay. ever since it came out, and even like there's also a Copilot chat. Yeah, that's why I was <laughs> and thinking so about that's uh that was beta. I don't know if it's beta anymore. Like you had to sign up for it on GitHub. Mm. Like you applied for their, yeah. to be in their beta. And I, I, I eventually got access. I don't, I don't remember when, um, th there's another really cool browser though, or another, it's like a fork of VS code. It's called cursor.so. Okay. And it, it's literally, it, it's VS code, but it's much more AI driven and you can put in your chat gpt or your gpt keys and if you have like access to the gpt4 wow. turbo it it can i don't know if it can use that yet i hmm. I, I haven't i haven't been using it i, I mostly just use vs code or okay Vim. um but Cursor dot io you said dot so oh it does so okay thanks yeah so there's it, it's really cool it's free i think so you can subscribe and use their they're faster stuff, but you can also just put in your opening I keys and nice. it lets that work. 
And then I, I assume by now they support the GPT-4 Turbo. So it should be like even better. And actually I'll probably go back to, I'll probably play around with it some more, but just the stuff I've been doing, I, I mostly have all my code written. So I'm not trying to like write a whole yeah. bunch of new code. So I'm just. I've been I'm amazed by how stuff. good it is for debugging. Cause I've, I've had, th that's kind of the fun oh, part yeah. is that for me, it's been like a game changer. Cause it's like, I've, before I'd have to wait a week or two for my developers to look at a stupid little bug. And now I'm able to, to have it just scan stuff and say, is this the, you know, is this what I think it's doing? Yes, it is. Or no, it's not. Here's what to look for. And I look in together. We look for the part in our project where the other, where the uh, offending code is. I fix it. And I'm like, this is, this is incredible. I'm right. able to... What am I paying those guys for? They <laughs> exactly. take too long. You know? They do. It's like weeks and weeks. Did you fix this? No, I forgot. Sure. It's just like, Oh my Lord, mm -hmm. this, I could just like take care of it. And I'm, that that part is exciting. I even implemented like a <laughs> a bunch of like new features, just little things I wanted to do for you know months, and it's like boom. So I am finding it, you know, I, I think I like that because somehow I, I didn't think it would make a difference whether it was in the VS Code or not, but it's the chat bot being there is actually pretty cool because it knows. Yeah, exactly and it's nice because a lot of times, like if I'm trying to do something, I I don't quite know like the best way to do it. You mm -hmm. know, you just make a comment, right, and you say like. You know, I'm trying to test if this value is not set. And then if it is, I want to do whatever. And then it just writes the code for you. Hit tab. There you got it. And yeah, so it's, it's definitely helpful. Um, Have you guys looked at open router, by the way? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or does it make, does it uh, ring any bells? So this one product I was using that um, chatbot refers to openrouter.ai. If you go type that in, it's pretty cool. Basically, you can connect your product to this and it will tap into almost any LLM that's available out there um, or many of them. And it's this big oh, interesting. marketplace of, a of LLMs that now you can you can start to connect with. Um, it's the anyway. toll booth in the sky where they yeah. handle the API back end right. and give you a unified front end. Exactly. And so that's, that's pretty cool in terms of like, if you want, if you're building something and you want to tap into something besides uh, ChatGPT, or you want to kind of test different ones against each other, you know, kind of neat. So, yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, it's getting fast. I'll have to, I'll have to yes, play with that. Pretty soon in front of it, there will be, you, you know, open lb.ai, you know, a load balancer. <laughs> right. Like, that was true. Yeah. I mean, idea. Here's here's the counterpoint to that, right? I was asking you, hey, what's the latency, right? The overhead. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these things that you put in between, you know, how do you guarantee a particular uh, throughput? Or, um, you know, these are, these are the costs then for that uh, transactional right. kind of effect that you have to kind of consider. At some point, it's going to be like, yeah. I asked a question a half hour ago and no one's given, you know. It's going to get as slow as a human. Yeah, crazy. Remember when that used to be the thing? Yeah, can I put you on hold for a minute? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that'll be nice. That's the good part about the consumer experience is that hopefully we'll get better because of yeah. this stuff. Yeah. ChatGPT, if you had to put me on hold, what would the song be? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. If it tells me to hold on a second, all right. I'm I good. like it. 
I'm going to unplug the computer. Well, any last uh, thoughts? Any, any last before the year ends? Anything? Uh... I think there is so much about to happen. Um, and I'm pretty yeah, Should we make about... predictions? Or should we mm. wait for next episode to make predictions? Mm, okay. And then next like New it. Year's, we'll recap our, or maybe we'll have to have a separate episode to validate whether we were right or wrong. And then we can have. Cool. Let's do it. Have another one. All right, prediction episode next week. Come with your predictions. Um, you know, maybe a few from from the business SaaS world. Maybe a few general. I don't know. Maybe uh, yeah, else that comes to you, and we'll we'll talk about them, and um, and then revisit next next year. Good idea. Exciting. Cool. All right, gentlemen. Uh, great chatting with you. Have a happy new year coming up. You too. We'll, Enjoy uh, the weather. Likewise. Obviously. Yeah. You you guys will hopefully it stays a little warm warmer on your side. Yeah, doing awesome. Excited right. for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, see you next week. Take care. All right. Take it easy. Yeah. All right.